Welcome, everyone, to Hospitality 360 Live with myself. And it's obviously, uh, this is probably the biggest panel and a lot of windows. <laughs> um, you know, it's a Thanksgiving special that we wanted to do. Obviously, we have a lot of our members from EV on and some that couldn't be here as well due to the holiday. Um, but I do want to have our special guest. Um, that is Katie Steinberg from Market Scale. Katie, Hi. welcome. Thank you. Thank for you so here. much. Well, we, we, we just want to say you're part of EV. Now this is your second episode. So, you know, you're all EV now. I'm so honored. EV3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throw it up. Here you go. <laughs> we love you, Katie. So I love you guys. I'm pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And I kind of want to just go around our panel today. Uh, first up, Mr. International Traveler, live from Africa, Brian J. Esposito. Uh, welcome, Brian. Thanks, Ken. Glad that I could make and be part of the, uh, what is this, 28? 27? 28. 28. 28. Okay. 28. Amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, so gl glad I could join and be part of everybody's discussion today. So thank you. Thank you, Brian. Um, and then we have Rachel Humphrey, our newest um, board member and, you know, first appearance on the show. So it welcome, is. Rachel. Thank you, Ken. Happy to see everybody. And yeah, as you said, first appearance. So glad to be a part of the team. Thank you, Rachel. Appreciate it. And then we have Brandy Patterson. Uh, Brandy's our board member and company Surfer Quest. She's the VP there. Um, is our has been our sponsor from day one. So thank you, Brandy, and thank you, Surfer Quest. Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you for allowing me to be on panel. Thank you, Brandy. And then uh, Mr. Media of Hospitality, Glenn Hausman. And I see he's got the Hausman Hotel. Gobble, gobble. How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously Mr. Know-it-all, do-it-all, Chris Meyer, Brian, uh, one of our other sponsors, contractors, closers, and connections, founder of many chapters. So welcome. Chris. Thank you. Good to be here. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Um, and then Mr. Iconic, <laughs> president of EV, um, Calvin Stovall. Man, excited to be here, man. It's so nice to see all these people on this panel. This is power panel, man. And so uh, happy, um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. All right. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to all and everybody listening in from everywhere around the world. We know we've got great audience members as well. Oh, Amy, how are you? Amy's a great supporter of our show, so and a great supporter of EV overall. So, so let me kind of start out, you know, and obviously we've had two of our sponsors on this panel as well. So thank you for that, Surf Request and CCC. Keep leading, keep doing those great things in the community that you guys are doing. I know with Surf Requests, with uh, human trafficking, and then Chris educating the real estate industry as well. So thank you guys. Thank you. Um, so I kind of want to just start out, and you know we have some videos from obviously um, to. 
from our few of our board members that wanted to kind of just let people know uh, they couldn't be here and, you know, how thankful they are and grateful to be part of EV and the support that we're getting. So uh, Sid Katari is one of our board members, also Techstar's mentor. So let me uh, play that. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid, founder and CEO of Vorto, a distributed storage marketplace with over 1,000 locations in 53 cities globally, and also part of the EV Hotel Advisory Board. As a person, I'm passionate about building products that incorporate cutting-edge technology to improve the lives of people in a meaningful way. When I first met first him, met I, was him I was impressed by his fantastic, by his fantastic vision, vision of what the hotel what industry, the industry should look like based on state-of-the-art sustainable, sustainable technologies, automation, automation. And it's been and it's been wonderful, wonderful to join the, the hotel, team hotel team to help turn to that, help vision, turn that into vision into reality. The team has great, the team momentum, has great momentum, and I'm very um, excited very for what's in store for 2022 and beyond. I'm sorry I couldn't be there today, but I just wanted to say to say that I'm incredibly, that I'm incredibly grateful, grateful and proud to be part, part of this team. I hope you all get to spend some, some quality time, quality time with your loved ones this week and wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. That was great. Thank you, Sid. I know you're listening in, so thank you for that. Um, we're happy to have you on board and you're, you're definitely a talent, unique talent. So um, thank you, Sid, once again. And then I, obviously our newest executive member, I should say, Jeff Dreskel, Chief Impact Officer, EV Everything, texts me every day. <laughs> and I'm like, don't you have to play a game? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, if people don't know about Jeff Dreskel, he's actually now converting from the quarterback position to the tight end position. And they're calling him the next Taysom Hill that just got a massive contract for $95 million. Um, I told Jeff, I think you're going to hit the hundred million. So let's see what happens. You know? So let me take it to Jeff's video here. Hey guys, this is Jeff Driscoll uh, coming to you from Houston, Texas. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make Hospitality 360 live this week, um, but I did want to take the opportunity to say thank you to all the supporters um, and viewers from uh, the show, as well as supporters of the brand. So again, thank you for that. Um, also wanted to just say how honored I am to be um, a part of the advisory board for the EV brand, as well as just being named Chief Impact Officer. Um, excited to get to work in that role and make a lasting impression for everybody and everything that the brand comes in contact with. So again, I'm sure this is going to be an awesome show. I look forward to watching it when I get the chance. And uh, happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays. Thank you, Jeff. And happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and your little one there. Um, you know, I'm sure you're going to have a great time. Um, hopefully the Titans, not the Titans, the Texans win again. So they just beat the they just beat the Titans. So I mean that was definitely a surprise. Even though my Giants can't win a game, so you know it's all right. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to do is I, I wanted to give you guys one last video, and this one's actually from me. So I'm so grateful and thankful for our entire team and the vision that we have at EV, and you know looking forward to a great 2022. So here we go. 
So that uh, for me, was that it? <laughs> you. It's a lot of good looking people there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we just need to get you into it, Katie. Not there you go. <laughs> we'll get you into the next one. How about that? Can't wait. Perfect. Put me on. Put me in. Yeah, no, I, I really wanted to do something. Uh, no one knew that I was actually doing that. Um, and even the people I speak to every day, like Calvin, Jeff, you know, Brian, and everybody else, I mean, that I do talk to on a daily basis. Um, you know, and this really came from my heart. It's I, I truly feel that we have a great team. I feel that EV is such in a good place. And, you know, I, I couldn't be more grateful for the people that are behind this vision. So thank you very much. And, you know, happy Thanksgiving to you all as well. So I'm going to take it to probably our question that we usually have on every show and I'll go around the panel on this to what are you thankful for? Um, especially this Thanksgiving and even this year. So Brian. Yeah. Um, I have a very consistent thankfulness for the people and the opportunities that constantly present themselves to me. I'm on With everybody, so very grateful for, for the wonderful people that I get to work with. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Rachel, um, you know, I, I think too, one I, I, I talk about every day, but I'm grateful for every day that I have. I know a lot of us have lost people unexpectedly way too soon throughout our whole lives, and so I take no day for granted. I am always grateful for each one that I have, and then really my support team, my husband, my daughters, my friends, my family, the industry that I love. Um, and I think, you know, I'm a big believer that with a powerhouse team around you, there's nothing you can't accomplish. And I think that's really evident by the EV team that you see here, the ones that aren't here, um, you know, with a with a great support mm -hmm. system, anything is possible. And so every day I'm, I'm grateful for each day I have and the team I have around me. So, and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, Brandy. Oh, and before Brandy goes, I just want to, you know, this is my fault. My apologies. Catherine couldn't be here. She's obviously uh, going through some personal things. Um, so, you know, we wish Catherine a speedy recovery and hope you get well very soon. So, Brandy. And I also wish Catherine a speedy recovery and happy to pinch hit. I'm thankful for friends, family, and friends who have become family. And I'm also thankful to have opportunities in order to make an impact, not only with global, but with EV, and also with uh, Darkness to Hope in order to get those who have been trafficked back into society and back to living productive lives. Thank you, Brandy. You guys do amazing work. Uh, Katie? Um, so much to be thankful for. Um, I feel like with the pandemic, um, of course, you're always thankful for your health, but I'm really just so thankful for to be healthy and happy and for my loved ones, of course. And um, as everyone was saying, the constant support system um, and also just to have such incredible opportunities um, and be working in a field that I love so much. And every day is exciting. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for Honestly, yeah, every day and every opportunity. Thank you, Katie. Uh, Glenn? Uh, so just like Katie, so much to be uh, thankful for. So it's hard to uh, summarize it real, you know, in one thing. Of course, 
my family, my friends, but being in the hospitality industry, I'm thankful for this crazy ride I've kind of been on over this last year and a half. I'm really thankful that in the thick of this crisis, uh, a lot of people in the hospitality industry allowed me to come into their homes every day and have great guests that would come on for us to solve all of these horrific problems that were going on for us. And I'm really thankful that together we were able to find some sort of direction forward and some sort of path to success. And now I'm just thankful for all these incredible opportunities that are coming at me. I was, you know, I'm a guy who thought I was going to lose absolutely everything. And now I seem to be having the best year of my life. And that's because of everybody out there. And that's because of the love and support that we all give each other. So I'm thankful for a community that really builds all of us up because we all know that together we can all be successful in our businesses and our lives at home. So thank you absolutely. all. Yeah, you had a great guest on yesterday. I just can't quite. Dude, man, 544 shows, and that had to have been the best one of all time. And, and if our audience hasn't seen, Glenn has a show, um, 12 p.m. every day, no vacancy. You can follow him on LinkedIn and catch a show every day at 12 p.m. Except for except for today, because I was being a lazy <laughs> Yeah. We're going to come on here. But... 5 p.m. tonight, we're doing a special Friday night audit show. I know it's Wednesday, but we're going to drink. We're going to have some. We're going to have some laughs. We're going to tell stories about our worst holiday travel experiences. So come on on and join us for that. Awesome. 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 Thanks, Glenn. Uh, Calvin, man, I, I could talk about the thankfulness for a long time, but I'll try to keep it short. Uh, first of all, I'm thankful to be able to be involved in a project like EV. Man, it's it's exciting. It's expiring. Um, gives you something to look forward to to wake up every day, man. It's just great to be working with you guys on screen, off screen, um, and, and everything. So I'm, I'm truly grateful that, for that. Um, I am grateful for 2020 for teaching me to never become too comfortable or complacent. Um, it also taught me to focus on the things that I can control and don't worry too much about the things that I can't. Um, and then last but not least, I thank the Lord above for keeping me and my family covered um, and, and safe from COVID, man. God's been good to me and my family. So um, just feel blessed. Thank you, Calvin. And I, I thank everybody for being part of EV. Um, I couldn't do it, any of this without you guys. So I'm obviously, I'm thankful, thankful for our entire team. I'm thankful for having a great wife, great daughter, great yeah. family, um, and having this industry that I love since I was 15 years old. So. Um, I wouldn't be sitting here without this industry. So I'm very thankful to be part of this industry and the support that I get from this industry. So thank you, everyone. And obviously, thank you to our fans at Hospitality 360 Live for making us the number one show in hospitality. So thank you. Um, so let me take it right to it. Um, and I'll take everyone to, I think on a previous show, I discussed that there was an article that led my vision. There's actually been few articles that have led my vision. And this is another piece of that, um, where in 2018, this article that came out about blockchain, how it was going to disrupt the OTAs and what it needs to be t done here for the OTAs to have a disruption of sorts. So people aren't familiar with blockchain. It's basically cutting out the middleman uh, on the bookings itself. So no booking fees, remove the commissions. Um, and 
it also protects from fraud. It's very secure. There's no exchange rates. So if you actually are on the blockchain, you're not going if you're traveling from Europe to the US and they're not there. There's just no physical exchange there. Um, it's a low risk, big gains. And now for the owners and the hoteliers, it's more about how do we put more money in their pocket? So there's no booking fees. You know, there's literally zero booking fees here. Right. So and I want to kind of let everybody also know about this is that part of my vision was EV to create something and it's in development now, along with the other IP that I have that I'm adding on to it. So this blockchain piece has been in development that how we're going to eliminate, and I'm not going to say eliminate, but how we're going to help control the OTA fees. You know, right now, if people do know the OTA fees, they're anywhere from 12% to 20%. You know, you'll be lucky if you get below the 12%. I think only Marriott does. But, you know, this is where we are is that the blockchain, this is an article from 2018. Remember this. And it's 2021 now. We are the only ones that are talking about this EV that I'm talking about. So, Brian, I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, well, the key points you hit on was, was great. Yeah, full transparency. You are able to utilize technology where you can go direct to the consumer and place that booking. It eliminates fraud also, as you mentioned. Uh, a couple of things that you have to also consider. the If it's off the shelf, maybe a white label solution, you still have to either license that blockchain technology for your hotel to use or you have to build your own proprietary. So there is a cost. Uh, and the other thing that's you know necessarily evil with the booking agencies, they spend a lot of money on marketing and promoting and getting people to their to their site or to their app or to their platform. And you know the, you have to price that into your model. If you have the budget to be on the on uh, on those booking agency uh, sites and you can also market and promote and you have a budget for that, yeah, it eats all of your margins. But if you're not on those platforms, you still have to promote yourself so people can find you and they can go right directly to you and use a blockchain technology to book their rooms or their experiences. So those are a few of my uh, points uh, as to how that can be applied and, how, and where it can be applied. Well, I, I already knew you you were going to have a lot to say about it. So <laughs> I, have, I have more, you know, but I, there's a lot of faces here today, so I got to be respectful yeah. for everybody's time. Well, I, I know we see eye to eye on this, so it's um, it's something where I think it's going to be a game changer. Um, I agree with you completely. We have to integrate the marketing fees. We have to integrate the advertising fees, whether we use a digital format for it or we don't. So, you know, we have to keep that in mind. I mean, that's why the third parties buy up a lot of the Google words, right? And the Google ads. So Absolutely. You know, and, and the brands just can't keep up with that. But I know that Google changed a lot for 2021. So they got into that game with it. But Calvin? Um, I, I, I agree with, with Brian. I, you know, you got to spend the money either way. But what I, what I would assume when this happens, it saves the consumer money, does it? I would think. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> that's, you yeah. know, me, I'm all about the guest experience. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, 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 the thing is to me, it, it helps the consumer. 
Um, and yep. you know, last the last show we talked about. Remember those hitting resort fees we talked about, and the whole challenge that you know people being sued around these hidden fees. Uh, I think this is kind of another way. You know, it's another way to hide money and, and, and make some money. You're surprised. Oh, I didn't know I was going to get charged that too. So eliminating that only increases the, you know, the the possibility of of you know uh, saving money. So that to me in itself is a plus. Um, so I'm all for it. I think it's great. Yeah, um, and I just want to add on from the last show we were talking about for the audience that didn't know we we're talking about resort fees from Marriott, uh, how they have few lawsuits, and I think um, I forget who might have said it, but. They said if they came to an agreement, more lawsuits were coming. So let me tell everybody, they came to an agreement with the Pennsylvania AG and they said they're going to display resort fees now. So I guess we'll see Good. what's going to happen there. Um, Rachel? You know, I think like anything else, it's finding the right balance that works. So whether it's the OTAs or brand.com or blockchain, you're trying to find the right mix that gets heads in beds at the end of the day. And you're right, there's an enormous ROI issue for owners. And most people, consumers, do think about the big boxes of Marriott and Hilton and Hyatt owning those, but those are not. Those are your neighbors or your business partners that are owning these hotels. And so what started as travel agent commissions of maybe 10% years ago, my mother happened to have been a travel agent. Mm -hmm. Now you're looking at a technology solution, just like a travel agent, but instead you're right, anywhere from 12 to you said 20, I would tell you some of the independent hotels are as high as 25%. Yeah. And that's all money that is being taken out of renovations or new properties or labor or other places because it's not mm -hmm. money that's ending up with the owner so it, it's all a mix you know disruption is what it is it's all what you want to be looking to figure out what is the next solution but um and calvin consumers critically important but without those owners you're never going to have absolutely type of properties now and so it, if we can find a right balance that puts more money in the owner's pockets that's only going to benefit the consumer by the services and labor and other things that those hotels will have Totally Absolutely. agree. Totally agree. And, I mean, blockchain does that. Mm -hmm. Blockchain does put that money in that pocket, right? Yeah. No exchange rates, no booking fees, no commission fees. I mean, just imagine the amount of saved money. money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you take the lowest amount of fifteen percent, Expedia does that on a multiple portfolio. If you have multiple portfolio, that you they'll be able to get you to fifteen percent. Times that by five million, ten million, four yeah. million just a lot of millions we're talking. Well, I think, Ken, too, that one of the things is that the OTAs caught people off guard. And yeah. so we, yes. by the time everybody realized what was happening, it had it happened. It's too late. Yes, ma'am. It's too late. Too late. To we catch. weren't prepared. Yeah. And I think and I think the brands dismissed them, too. They didn't think they were going to be able to have the impact that they did as well. Yeah, um, great point. Great point. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Glenn? I think um, you all pretty much summed it up, but I think it's really a case of being where the customer wants to be. If you're not where they want to be spending their money, then you're not going to be able to, to secure that reservation and get those props floating bottom line. Absolutely. Uh, Katie? Um, I, as Glenn said, it, it's been a little summed up by everyone, but um, I'm going to have to piggyback on Rachel where I think there needs to be a balance. Um, but I do think that it would be especially great, obviously, for co corporate travel programs. Um, there'd be so much savings there. But all in all, I mean, I think it's great just as long as they can find a balance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, it's the balance is key here. 
uh, Brandy? Well, again, to dovetail off of what everyone else has said, it also makes for a more direct experience for those that you are trying to get into your hotels in order to cut out the middleman, so to speak. And there's also that transparency. And plus you're putting in a technology that is safe. Mm -hmm. And with OTAs, I mean, how safe, how robust is that technology? Because you don't want to have your information compromised. So not only are you saving money, but you're also being able to make some guarantees out there that because of this transparency and this direct line of communication between the guest and the property, it, it just, it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to, we have to do things. I mean, I I've said this for a while that change needs to happen. The future is now. I think everybody hears me say that the future is now. Um, yeah. it's, it's things that are non-traditional, right? Um, as we've operated the traditional way for so many years and we've got the same results, we need to try something to get different results, better results. So kind of where I stand on it. Um, thank you everyone. So I guess this is a topic that I don't think is going to stop and it's probably not going to stop for a very long time. Labor. You know, um, how do we resolve labor and what's going on that why we've had these issues? I will tell you this. I've said this for a long time and the labor component in hospitality had a lot to do with a lot of different factors. Mm -hmm. And those factors, one of them was the child care expense. The, uh, the other was the unemployment benefits. Now, when we talk about the unemployment benefits, what did that equal to? Um, the saving rate, savings rates went up through the roof. People were saving at an enormous clip, okay, enormous clip. So they said 6.7 million jobs openings were pre-COVID. Today, there's 10.4 million. Okay. The savings account increase, and to my, in my eyes, when the savings account increases, so does the spending. So the spending increases. So what we've done as an industry that we know that people are spending, we've increased the rates. Now, what does that do? That brings the savings rate down. It was at the highest point since like the forties at twenty six percent. And it brought that now we're down to about what I don't know the exact number. I think it was six or seven percent. But the other factor is more people have retired. There's over, I think, a million people, they said, that retired. More people have started their own business. Prime example. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I would say that there's a lot of different factors, right? And the workers overall now and the employees, I hate the word workers. I like to just call them employees. They have the upper hand, mm -hmm. you know, they do have the upper hand. And I think we need to understand that. I think that's the biggest thing here that we have to understand that they have the upper hand, the way we are, it's, it's going to, in my eyes, this is going to solve itself as the savings rate is going down and down. People have to go back to work. Yep. We have no choice. 
So this is what's going to happen. And I'll go to Rachel first. Rachel, what are your thoughts on this? I know you're, you're hospitality, labor, all in. Well, uh, you may have started a business, as everyone knows. I may have retired. So I'll fill in the retirement <laughs> portion. No, I mean, I think there's a couple of things. You make very, very good points. But we also have to remember, at least as far as hospitality goes, that in 2019, we were facing a labor crisis of a very different nature. And so at that time, there were more jobs open in hospitality than there were people unemployed. And that is just in this industry alone. So this is nothing new. It's just some new challenges. When you add to that the number of people who we've lost to COVID, when you add to that the number of people who have retired or made different choices, you're right. There is an absolute crisis here. The other thing is that hospitality being the hardest hit industry um, from COVID was forced to furlough or lay off a lot of employees, and they have either found other employment or other options. And so as an industry that didn't have the jobs to offer at the time, it's going to be even harder to convince them back. You know, I'm, I'm a solutions person. I'll tell you that, um, you know, we talk about all the time what an amazing career path hospitality is. There's not a single day, you know, when can you guys on your shows, the rest of you don't hear someone talking about their tremendous rise from some entry level position in hospitality, whether it's at a hotel, at a restaurant, at a bar or something else to great executive and management roles. I think a lot of that is looking at the younger generation. I know by the time my kids, for those of us whose kids are older, by the time my kids are going to college, they already know what they're, they want to quote unquote be when they grow up. They know what they're going to college for. Yeah. But if we can get into you know, the middle schools, the younger high school kids, and really show what a great path forward hospitality is. We also, as an industry, have to change um, our reputation for as employers. You know, there's no question that a lot of that is about making sure wages and benefits and flexibility and family. You know, so many of these hospitality industry companies are family to their employees, and we, we really need to sell the industry. And there are great groups doing a great job of that. I know, can you and Glenn talk about it on your shows a lot? The, the path to, you know, leadership is very, very exciting in hospitality. And I do think, you know, this is an ebb and flow like everything else. And while the numbers are up, it, it is a crisis that we were already talking about a couple of years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, and I always say this is innovation is a team sport. And we're, we're having a lot of that in hospitality. And I think that's the way it's going. And I think the labor component in this industry is is getting better, but till our owners decide to step up a little bit more. And I, I think you, the people that weren't on the show last week, Brian had a great article um, of a massive restaurant brand, 169 uh, restaurants, I think they had. And one of their brands is the Rainforest Cafe. I mean, all they did was increase these unique benefits, mm -hmm. increase the wages. They increased the menu prices by 7%. I mean, it doesn't take a lot. I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to know yeah. what needs to be done here, you know? So unless we step up and do those things, we'll be in a better position. Um, Calvin? Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dovetail a little bit on on, on Rachel's comments. Um, I mean, I came up through the industry. I was a desk clerk at a Holiday Inn in downtown Chicago, but I was introduced to the industry by somebody that was passionate, and they were the general manager of that particular hotel. 
And um, I just think we, we do have to re-energize people's interest in this industry. I mean, you gotta you gotta get a little creative to inspire people to want to work work here. And and for example, I read a while back McKibben. I think it's McKibben Hospitality Management Company. They've gotten creative. They they partnered with the University of South Florida, and um, you know, so basically they they they're expanding their hospitality program so they can have students working in. McKibben's hotels, they have a lot of properties and they can work, the students can work in some of those properties and get introduced to the industry that they love and just come up through there. You just, I just think universities can play such a huge role partnering with some of these management companies and hotel companies. And, and so you can start bringing people into the industry. I, I just think you can just get creative. You can get an influx of, of, of you know, employees but with, with students. But you got to you got to take a different approach, um, you know, and, and I think I think McKibben is, do, is doing a great job doing it, you know, starting doing a different way to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. You're right on with that, Brian. Well, I always like to speak from experience. So, you know, in my holdings, we're in over 25 different industries. And, and really what it always tends to boil down to is appreciating the employee and having them feel a sense of pride. And that stems from the culture the culture of companies, and I've mentioned a few brands in previous shows, now they didn't experience much employee loss or, or workforce loss because the employees love the brand. They love the team that they work with. They love the yeah. guests or the, or the customers or consumers or partners that they have. When you have that, you know, sometimes money is secondary. Sometimes people will take up less money and, and, and not go and get a promotion at a different job because they love the environment and they love the work that they're doing and they're appreciated in that environment. And, and I'm sorry, in the hospitality space, you know, guests suck. I'm all over the world and people treat the staff like they're garbage. And if you're listening, you know, take a moment and check yourself because we are all equal and you are not better than anybody. I don't care what you have in the bank. And if somebody is at a job, especially hospitality, and they got to deal with maybe a boss not appreciating them, maybe their coworkers are bullying them around, and then a guest is treating them like garbage. Well, that's an awful toxic environment. One of those things have to be good. And ideally, you want all of them to be good. So I, I, I always go back the culture, the appreciation, and, and a sense of pride in, in your job and doing something you love. Everything else is, is really secondary. And, and, and if a brand can accomplish that, then they're not going to have labor shortages. They're going to have a great culture and a great influx of people that work there, don't want to leave, and 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 a, and a pipeline of employees that want to work there. Even even family members, parents, and kids, and brothers and sisters. When you build that culture, people want to be there. Mm -hmm. I know a brand that's doing well with it. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> it's it's called EV. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> I know. Who would have thought, right? Like, usually I try to squeeze it right in there after Brian's done talking because he always sets <laughs> it up pretty well. I think it was Simon Sinek said, um, customers can't love a company until employees love it first. Exactly. I, that's, that's very true. I mean, well said, Brian, too, and Calvin and everyone. But I think I, I agree completely. I, I've been part of a lot of those companies and part of those cultures that were very toxic. And you know, I'm not going to name any of those companies or any of those areas. But, you know, I just think we have to change overall. I don't think this is a blame game. And this is not. It's as an industry, we just have to change, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, Glenn? Yeah, well, the problem is there is a little bit of the blame game, but the blame is coming from the uh, the employers blaming people that they don't want to work and do backbreaking work and be spit on by customers for minimum wage. The hotel, there is no real thing as a labor shortage. There's plenty of people who want to work, but if you're not going to meet people where they want to be, well, you're going to lose out. And quite frankly, the hotel industry is in big trouble when it comes to labor because why now me pick pretend, you know, I'm a 20 year old or something like that. Why should I work in hospitality? Technology is so incredible right now. I could work in almost any industry from anywhere in the world and stay in hotels while getting paid for it. I now have the power within me to start my own business from my computer. I did that. Why should I go work in a hotel? Um, there's so much going on. And to get to Brian's point, um, this is not necessarily the fault of hoteliers, but when COVID happened, prior to that, it's like we're a family, we're a family, we're a family. COVID happens, it's like, thank you, you're out. Yeah. And all yep. of people feel betrayed. Yeah. Right. Yep. Again, not saying it's the hotelier's fault. They did what they had to do in the moment to survive. But a lot of these people feel betrayed. And I see it. I look at the Facebook news groups, I see what they're saying. And they're like, why should I go back to work for the same amount of money for people who didn't really care about me in the first place? I've been at home for all of this time. I do. I want to take care of my kids. I've refocused my life. I, I What was a priority before is no longer a priority. And until owners realize what they went through in COVID, reevaluating everything is what every other human being is going through. Well, they're going to continue to put on blockades for themselves to find success and continue to blame instead of creating some of the great reasons why we could all be successful in hospitality, even if you come in at a little bit lower pay. Because if you have that right culture, like Brian said, it's all good from there on. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. We, we talk about that. I mean, even before COVID, everyone's like, culture, 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 and then yeah. a party. Yeah. And they but said, culture only went, you know, as soon like, as, the, as soon as they the thought, that was you it. know, the, the problem is they thought that having culture is by having pizza parties. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's yeah. not how you build right. culture. Right. right. I, I, well, there, there's a point to that. Cause I actually changed jobs once because the pizza party in one hotel had pepperoni like i'm going down to no. <laughs> you know it's uh, we had this conversation about a pizza party i think brian knows as well yeah <laughs> and hawaiian um, share friday i mean that's my favorite yeah but to get to what calvin was saying with mckibben there are a lot of hotel companies out there that are now rethinking how they're going to yeah. be handling uh staffing folks that want more time they might be able to work different hours and different positions in different hotels right um, there's there's talk about giving part-time workers health benefits with certain companies out, out there. Just engage them as much as possible. The hoteliers still think you have to do what we say. Well, how about listening to what they yes. want to do? So they want to work for you instead of going to Amazon or opening up that Etsy store. You know, next next time I'm going to run the whole show with labor articles because I know Glenn Hausman gets energized about labor. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's going to me crazy. It's because I know what's keeping us all from being successful is yeah. acknowledging the reality of what's happening and then being proactive. We're still in that blame stage. I love it. Until we, all, it. Yeah. Until we all get past that, we're not going to be able to be successful. Yeah, yeah it's, not I love rocket, it. it's not rocket science. That's what we said. We know what needs to happen. Exactly. Yeah. 
you know, exactly. I think we're just so stuck. You know, we got blinders on, and you and you just gotta take the blinders off and, and listen to some people. You can because yeah, I I can't imagine working in another industry. This is the coolest freaking business. It is. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta get them to understand that. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree with you guys, uh, Katie. Um. Well, Glenn, to just everything you just said, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I mean, there really is, um, I think with everything going on, there's so much power to the individual. Um, and like Glenn was saying before, um, you're not going to put up with a lot of the things that you were before. Um, COVID was a time where everyone really reprioritized and refocused what they were doing and their goals. And with there being such a need for not workers, employees, and um, being less people, just having that overall need, um, people are really able to go for jobs that they maybe weren't going to be able to get before um, and just really think, what do I want to do? And do I have to put up with this treatment? Um, and I feel like the answer has been no. <laughs> um, so I think that unless they feel really a part of the community of the business that they're working at prior or just overall feel engaged by their company, um, they're not going to not going to want to go. Beautiful. Thank you, Katie. Um, Brandy? Well, I wish I would have um, put with the Vegas odds makers to see when Ken would mention Pizza Party. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I like pizza, but I, I like parties, but it does go back to the culture. And part of that culture is making sure that individuals are seen. And as somebody who did not start out in hospitality, I I mean, I started out in education and mental health and then ended up in tech and hospitality. Part of it is being able to be seen, being able to be recognized. And also, if you want to do something different within the industry, say that you start out as a front desk person or start out as a houseman, what other skills are you bringing to the table that can be transferred to other parts of hospitality industry? And who's going to be your champion in order to help you rise up? So being able to meet people where they are and being able to offer those benefits and actually listen, that's a huge part of getting your talent to not only stay, but also be able to rise within your company in order to get those positive returns. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I'll just add a quick point to this. At EV Hotel, my vision on this labor thing back in 2018 was how do we get employees to get away from just knowing one department, right? Mm -hmm. So at EV Hotel, what we've done is every employee is called an experienced employee. And now every single employee will understand what each department is. What does each department mean and how does it involve into the operational aspects of the hotel? And, you know, or wide is a company we brought on board that is going to be doing all the training materials, all the culture materials, they worked with all the big brands throughout the world. So that's where the focus has to be. You know, we can't make, make it seem like they're just human robots and we yeah. expect them to do things repeatedly and we need to get away from that. So I'll leave it at that. But so, I mean, you know, does anyone else have anything else to add or sh shall I move on? 
I can do another cool. 45 minutes on it if you'd like. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. Glenn, I'm in. Go ahead. I'd, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so this is going to be just more of informational. I'm just kind of just throw this out there for our audience and everybody listening in uh, about the Thanksgiving travel. And so the data right now, this is from AAA. Uh, thank you, AAA, for the article. And so AAA is saying 53.4 million tra travelers this Thanksgiving, up 13% according to 2020. 5% volume now. It's only uh, the separation is 5% of 2019 numbers. When I look at all these numbers, the numbers are very close to 2019. 2021 is the highest single year increase in Thanksgiving travelers since 2005. Uh, travelers are saying they're going to big cities and beaches. Um, to me, finally, urban markets get some love. You know, so this is a final final aspect of things. Um, and what I love the most about this article, it had the top Thanksgiving locations and Phoenix was there. I'm like, yeah, I saw that. I was like, Phoenix, let's go Phoenix. <laughs> you know, but Phoenix is a great city. I mean, I had, I just had a great call yesterday with people inside of Phoenix, uh, the government there and, there, I didn't even know this, but I knew the Super Bowl was coming there, but they've got consecutive Final Fours coming there, too. So awesome. amazing, amazing things that they're doing over there. So congratulations to Phoenix for getting on. If you guys want to add on just 30 seconds or less, um, I can quickly just go around. Uh, Katie first, market scale. You know, you guys are in all the cities. Oh, yeah, of course. With um, travel right now or? Yeah, just, yeah, 30 seconds or less, just your yeah. Thanksgiving input into travel. Um, I didn't realize it was the most since 2005. Um, I think that's crazy. That's very exciting. Um, I think everyone's just been waiting to travel, waiting to be able to see their families and go and be able to have a Thanksgiving and make it as normal as possible. Everything's been the new normal. And I think everyone's excited just to be able to, again, be back with their families and try to make it as normal as possible and just have connections with each other. <laughs> Phenomenal. Thank you, Katie. Brandy? Well, just to, again, reiterate what Katie said, people do want to travel. They want to have those experiences and being able to do them safely is, is phenomenal at this point. It's good for your mental health to be able to make those connections. And again, people have lost so many people that your priorities become different. So you want to be able to get out there. You want to be able to see your loved ones and be able to live life. So having that opportunity for those who are traveling, please do it safely. Thank you, Brandy. Uh, Brian? Yeah, I, I always touch on mental health and wellness and a lot of the business and work that we do. I think uh, I'm happy to see this. I was actually concerned that people would become more isolated because fear and anxiety and stress is their reality. Everybody's afraid of everything, whether it's a, a virus, if you're vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, political unrest, economic uncertainty. So you wake up in the morning, you just, you're smacked in the head with all kinds of problems before you even get through your regular day. So it is great to see that people are pushing through that. That is not easy. 
Uh, uh, so, Brandy, uh, you're you're spot on with, with what you're saying there. And and people, uh, like like you said, are dying for some sense of normalcy. Uh, so, you know, I, I want to see that continue. I'm, I know, you know, this mess is not over. There's going to be continued ups and downs throughout this process. But in the meantime, people have to live. They have to feel um, some sort of joy and happiness in their life. So uh, I'm glad to see that's potentially happening this, this Thanksgiving holiday. Thank you, Brian. Um, Calvin? I really don't have much to add here. Just super excited to see people getting out, man. I'm, I'm driving down myself to see my see my family. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see them. I haven't seen them in a while, man. Uh, there's going to be a lot of love and hugs and kisses going on. Um, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that. Uh, yeah. A lot of that in the Patel family, too. <laughs> you know, uh, Rachel? I mean, I think, you know, Thanksgiving is always a holiday of connectivity and people are craving it now more than ever. You know, from last Thanksgiving till now, you have the vaccination rates going up. You've got kids getting vaccinated, the elderly getting vaccinated, the borders opening. Um, I would argue that business travel has been really helpful because people are traveling to conferences. They're traveling to meetings and it's been safe. So our industry, mm -hmm. you know, airlines and hotels and all of these things that are incumbent on, you know, um, road trips that you see for Thanksgiving are all so dramatically different than they were last year at this time. But, you know, the cases, the decreasing in severity, but also people have some money burning a hole in their pocket. We talked about savings earlier. You know, if I look at business from last year, no dry cleaning, no carpooling to work or commuting to school for gas money or eating out at restaurants, like people are dying to get out and be with one another. And Thanksgiving is the perfect excuse for people to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Glenn? Yeah, I mean, Rachel just totally uh, stole what I was going to say. So let me say the same thing <laughs> in a really different way. The need for togetherness is really programmed into our DNA, right? And Thanksgiving, nothing symbolizes that togetherness more than that classic American holiday. So it's no surprise that with everything that we've been going through, and if the if not now, when attitude are all conspiring positively for all of us to be able to get together with our friends and family and other loved ones in our lives. In fact, all week TSA numbers have been running about 10 percent off from 2019 numbers, which is a phenomenal no. place for us to be right now. And I'm fully convinced the only reason why it's not the same or more is because the airlines have not yet put back in mm -hmm. all of those flights when international travel really starts to uh, to book. We're going to be there. So people need to be together. That isolation was fine, but we all need to be together. We will continue to be together and get set for an amazing 10 years of hospitality. If we can find someone to work in our hotels. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know this Thanksgiving so different that I have my father and actually my mother calls me and saying, we're having over 100 people come into your house. And I'm like, do we even have 100 people in our family? <laughs> I'm just like, have you, have you not been to an Indian wedding? What are you talking about? You know, it's about 6,000 people at my wedding. So uh, you know, it's, it's almost, it's, yeah, it's funny. It's all, it's like that saying, you, you, you don't appreciate something until it's gone, you know? Yeah. You're really like, you know, going through Thanksgiving. Oh, I got to make another Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. You know, I got to go see my great grandma. Yeah. You know, that was kind of the attitude before, man. 2020 taught us a no, lesson. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see some of my cousins <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I haven't seen them and I, it feels like a very long time. So yeah. very excited. Yeah.
Yeah. Well, Ken, my daughter flew home last night and in Atlanta, you know, those escalators that go up, she took a picture from the bottom. It was packed. And the last, you know, 18 months as everyone knows, you get on those escalators, it's like a ghost town. So oh, yeah, I know. anecdotal, yeah. but the Atlanta airport was ready for Thanksgiving last night for sure. Oh, they're, they're ready every day. <laughs> thank, thank you, Rachel. So let me take you guys to the next piece. Um, we talked a little bit about this last week about an um, hotel group that was actually came out with their own airline of sort, or they partnered with a charter jet. I think this is a new trend. Um, here we are with with this hotel. You can pay with crypto. Um, I think Glenn, we were discussing this on your show yesterday, and they've partnered with a charter. Um, a private charter company called Bitlux. And the Doger Grand is a storied Swiss hotel. They partnered with the Bitlux, as I was saying. And Bitlux is stating that 50% of their bookings since the partnership are now going through crypto. Uh, the managing director of the Doger Grand saying, we always want to offer our guests more and technology plays an essential role in this. If you were to fly with Bitlux, they will give you a $350 hotel credit. Now, if you book with Doger Grand, they will give you a $500 credit towards Bitlux. I mean, to me, I said this on a show last week, this is a perfect relationship when we're talking about these charters and these hotels, because now you don't have to worry about an airline ticket. I know it, it might cost a little bit more, but I said it last week is how much more will it really cost you? Because the same amount of people are going to the same location. So, and, and I'll kind of go to you, Brian, first, because I know we, we talked in length about this last week. So... Yeah, I love going first. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things that aren't, aren't, we haven't released yet is uh, one of my holdings in the company. On, honored to work with the Star Jets International, Ricky Sidemer, their CEO, uh, legacy uh, rock star in private aviation charter. He started Blue Star Airlines in the late '90s and just uh, had a phenomenal career. Uh, so Star Jets has access to over fifteen thousand jets around the world, even private helicopters and yachts, and all of that in an ecosystem of one booking experience is what we're trying to accomplish with things like EV. Book a jet, book a hotel, and then whatever else we can add on top of that all in one click. But you are catering to the one percenters of the world. However, with that being said, people, if you look at private, private aviation, it's going through the roof right now for yeah. over the last two years. The supply right. of private jets and charter are very hard to get. Uh, and business travel isn't even priced in there. So. That industry is is rocking, and a family of four or six that is of some wealth that would have take would have paid first class tickets to go somewhere. They're choosing private aviation for a lot of reasons. They're much easier, no stress experience going to an FBO, getting on the jet and getting to their location. Initially, it was just not to be exposed to an infectious disease such as such as COVID, but now it's become part of their lifestyle, and because that's becoming such a uh, it's not it's, it, the, the availability of this to, to, to the next level of masses is at a point now where these partnerships start to make sense in including private aviation into 
booking a hotel, booking a resort. We've, 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 we know what this looks like when you go on Expedia, for example, and you book your hotel and do you want a car and do you want some sort of other package to be included in, in your travel or do you need a train ticket, whatever they're, they're trying to sell you on top of that. Now private aviation is coming in on top and the ability to do it with crypto just makes it even easier for people that have that asset class. So great to see it's in our pipeline. I know you love me to promote EV and I love doing it, but it is in our pipeline and we have direct access, no middle people involved to ensure that we can offer the best package at the best rate for the consumer to get to our property safely and get home safely. And I, and I just got to say, I love Ricky. Spoke to him yeah. on the phone. What a gentleman he is. So great guy, great product, great company. So we're excited to, you know, obviously work with Ricky and his team and Brian putting it all together. So thank you, Brian. Uh, Rachel? I mean, Brian really just wrapped it up. It may only apply to a segment of the traveler, but experiences, experiences, experiences. That's what everybody is looking for these days. And if you can package it together and make it easy for them, you've got a home run. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glenn? Uh, I say there's a... It's it, Brian, you nailed it on there. Now, as for me, I prefer being inconvenienced in the sweet, sweet touch of the TSA on me. But <laughs> most people, I... I um, so if I could do it, man, I would do it. But the one thing that might not lure me away, and Brian, you summed it up perfectly with the family and all of that kind of stuff going away, is for me, I am super addicted to my Delta Miles, and I'm, they've really managed to on that, on, on that point, Delta acquired Wheels Up, so you still yeah. can participate True. in that and be able to there you go. And you should know I just got an email with them, and if I just open up an account for $100,000, I can lock <laughs> in 2021. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe asking uh, Ken for a little of his Bitcoin. Maybe we could get it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Might have to ask my daughter for that, but mm. uh, Calvin, <laughs> yeah, I don't have much. I just I'm all for you know the, the trend customers want. They want convenience. They want a seamless experience. Um, and and just to you know what Rachel said and Brian, you know you want to create and create that to differentiate yourself. Of course, that one percent of people that this can is for. I'm hoping that someday it becomes so popular that I could squeeze into one of the percentages and make it happen for myself. But but overall, I, I think it's just a wonderful, a wonderful way to make, uh, to create an experience and make it easy for the customer. And so it's, and I just, I, I don't really have any negative about that whole, that whole, um, what they're trying to do there. Great job. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Don't worry. You'll be in that percentage. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. Man. <laughs> we, we got I need the crypto life, man. <laughs> You got to get a shirt from Amazon. It says uh, crypto millionaire. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I it love says it. crypto millionaire hold. <laughs> I love it. Hey, man. Uh, Katie. <laughs> Speaking into existence. Uh, <laughs> um, again, similar to everyone else. Um, I think it looks great. And Truthfully, I just I want to be able to experience it. So Ken, I mean, if you're looking for a travel buddy, you know who to call. But <laughs> absolutely, um, no, I think it looks great. Travel buddies. All about <laughs> Let's do it, uh, Brandy. I think that it, it's a great idea. It's something that, um, again, what with experience and basically being able to tailor it to the individual, tailor it to their preferences, and especially those with families coming along, then 
you're creating something that'll keep the family entertained and also that whole thing about safety and being able to streamline everything. Mm-hmm. I, I have no, no issues. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, we're going towards that way. And I, I just want to kind of give fi- some final thoughts on this is that the LinkedIn founder, he even went through a SPAC and became an owner of a uh, private aviation. I think it's jo- Jobby or Java, one of those companies out there. Um, so as Brian was saying, this is becoming an industry of its own now. Um, I think it's gonna be very affordable moving forward. It is gonna, as the demand gets there, I think the affordability will get there. So Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing I'd add on the marketing of that article is uh, I would have left the $350 out or whatever the number is for the credit. Because if you're booking a private plane and you're staying at a location, you're spending north of $30,000. yeah. I think there's an, I think there's something else that could have been a sweetener opposed to here here's 350 bucks it doesn't do it doesn't really put do a you, dent into your think, bill. Yeah. I think do you think Brian that they probably brought down the price by an enormous amount just so maybe they're getting paid by the hotel probably from a percentage of revenue or something. I just would get I would uh, if if I was their marketing I would I would do some sort of a more of a special package when the guests got there. Oh, here's I see what you're saying. Here's, here's a here's a spa experience. Here's a bottle of Dom Perignon. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I, <laughs> if someone of that affluency is going to look at that and they're going to be like, well, what is, what is that going to do? I rather I, 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 I agree with you. I hate those credits. I'm like, yeah. give me something. You know, I don't know. It's just I, I'm so against like somebody telling me here's a credit towards something, and I'm like, rather just give me something. Like, why don't you hand me a gift or something? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. so much better. That's what I. That's what I. When you get into the room, something. If it could be a thousand dollars worth of stuff, or it could be fifty dollars worth of stuff, but putting that dollar amount into that type of uh, traveler, it doesn't. It, the story doesn't doesn't match. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. But let's stay right here. Crypto. The love of crypto. Crypto millionaire. Hold it. Rockets. Everything. Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> so we we want to stay right here as to. The next piece and our last piece here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is basically, can you book travel with Bitcoin and other cryptos? But should you is the question. And I think uh, this is a topic that came up yesterday as well, is how much of this is really being utilized right now? Um, To tell you that, and I said this on Glenn's show yesterday, is that the European countries are scaled so much with the crypto and here in the United States, we're not, you know, we're just not, we're behind with it. Um, it, it's just, it's getting there, but you know, it's probably could be better. And where a lot of things can be purchased with wallets, where a lot of travel right now, you look at air Canada, you can pay with Bitcoin. As this article stated, the gentleman paid on Air Canada with Bitcoin, and he just said it was so easy. He just whooped out his crypto wallet, and that's all he had to do. Right now, you, you have the Bobby Hotel in Nashville that accepts uh, Doge and other cryptocurrencies. The survey by Traveri, Traveler, a company that's been doing it for a while, they said 22%. American travelers plan to use crypto. 
Uh, they said second quarter of 2021, 70% of nearly 10 million in bookings made on their site were paid by crypto. Now, what is crypto going to do? Uh, to me, it's going to fix a badly broken system. That is what it's going to do. I, I, I've said it 2022 is going to be the year that this thing just SpaceX rocket to the moon. You know, I, I think this is what's going to happen. We saw it with MasterCard with their uh, uh, partnership with BAC to accept crypto payments. We saw Crypto.com buy the name rights on the Staples Center. And Crypto.com obviously buys name rights on basically every venue. But, you know, it, it's... I think it's happening. It's really happening where we're seeing the Kessler um, Corporation and they're doing with, with their hotels, I think, up in is it Colorado. I believe it's Colorado and another hotel somewhere else. So I love crypto. I've been involved in crypto for a long time. I've looked at it at a single use currency, you know, saving myself exchange rates when I travel anywhere. I think that's just a big bologna sandwich that you have to pay exchange rate. But, you know, I, I find it, I have to kind of explain it to a lot of people, including, you know, my uncles, that they tell me that they don't believe in crypto. And then I have to go, go into like a whole story and a, a book <laughs> into why it's going to change the world and what it's doing and things like that. But, I'll go to Brian. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to go to you first on crypto. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I, I get it now. Uh, hey, hey, guys, I, sorry to interrupt, but it's getting super late. I have to get running at this point. So I will see you. Happy Thanksgiving, please. Yeah, I mean the 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 interesting thing it still hasn't even scraped its potential. The peop the the person that you mentioned that said it was easy, yeah, it's easy for them because they're used to it. They've done many transactions with it. They've been part of this journey for a long time. But it's nowhere near easy for the masses. Uh, but we're getting there. When it becomes a point where you can walk into a grocery store or Seven Eleven and pay for something with ease, like it is cash or a Visa or a Mastercard, that's when this thing takes off and, and what everybody wants it to, to, wants it to do will do. Uh, however, uh, Ken, I think you'll agree with me. Majority of the crypto communities don't want to spend their crypto. They want to hold it. They want to yeah. hold it. They want to continue to see it uh, move. However, if you start to introduce rewards in crypto where they can uh, exchange it for goods or services, but based upon the current reward structure, that's, that's what's interesting. And I think that's a nice way to get it adopted and people to understand it and then start to get that utility. If someone has to buy it that doesn't understand it, they're immediately intimidated. They're nervous. They're not going to do it. Much like when you could buy stocks online. It took a long time for people to trust that mechanism. They don't have to call their broker. They can go onto a website and buy a stock. That wasn't an easy transition for people. Now it's the norm. And the same thing's going to happen here. But people don't get it because they can't see it. They don't understand it. They think it's fake. You got Warren Buffett's out there in the world saying it's going to go to zero. So there's there's a lot of um, uneducation behind it, and there's a lot of fear and anxiety behind it. But if it could be introduced to them in a reward environment, and then they can go and spend it and touch this bottle of water that they actually got it back for this type of crypto digital asset, then 
the psyche starts to understand it has value. It can be bought. It can be sold. It can be transferred. Uh, people are also going to get very upset and disappointed and confused when they start seeing those gas fees. And Ken, you can you can speak on that. I mean, it can get very expensive to buy and sell and trade crypto. And it has to make sense on the economics of what are you buying, what product are you buying, what goods are you buying, what service are you buying. Uh, but it's, you know, it's here, it's happening, it's exciting, it's a great asset class, and, and it, could be, it could be just like buying a stock that goes to zero. There is risk in everything. Absolutely. Uh, but if you're, you're going to get involved, start small, test the waters, and, and get, get comfort and, and utility behind it, and then, you know, make smart decisions like you do with the rest of your asset classes. Yeah, well said, Brian. I, I think, you know, as the crypto keeps going up, I feel that they're going to utilize their profits um, as the payment structure and kind of use it for whatever profits they're making of it. I mean, crypto's just been on fire, but it's not going to last forever. You know, there is going to be a downward trend. I mean, we're seeing some of that now. Um, but, you know, the Bitcoin lovers... They're the ones that have been in it for a long time. They've seen a big increase, right? So a lot of it, I, I just think, I have a feeling that Amazon is going to bring in the ship coin. And once it does that, that, that ship community is just a massive community. And if that happens, there's just so many partnerships that I feel like are going to be developed here um, yeah. that we haven't seen. So... You know, and I, I know, Brian, you know a lot about those partnerships. So, you know, it's uh, something that 2022 is going to be really different with this crypto community. And I'm just excited to see it all. <laughs> so, uh, Rachel? Uh, Ken, I, I didn't think the World Wide Web was going to take off. So I'm going to let your audience rely <laughs> on you and Brian and people who <laughs> might have a better vision of the future than I have. But, you know, like I well, said... Now that you're now, now that you're part of EV, I, you're gonna be a crypto. I am. I'm doing my gonna, homework. You're just gonna be a crypto EV. Yeah, no one will believe it. <laughs> so, Calvin. Um, again, I, 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 when I was reading the article, I was excited because I, I, I'm just know where EV is headed, where we're going. I'm like, man, we're 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 right in the pocket with yeah. this thing. Um, so, really loved it. But I also on the other side. And not as a negative, I, I do still think as a brand and what we're trying to accomplish, there's a level of responsibility we have to educate the consumer. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and, and, and I know there are we, there's a, a huge, you know, family of crypto lovers and understand it, but there's also a lot of people that don't. And I think as a brand, um, if we want to get to where we need to be, where we're going, we're going to have to educate people. And, and even if it's through um, you know, like Brian said, through a reward system or whatever, I still think there's going to be a level of education that we're going to have to do. It's, we, we have to take that responsibility on us because nobody else is going to do it, not not package it to a way where it's easy to consume. And just that's just my learning and development background. I know how important it is and, and how necessary it is if you really want to engage people and help people become educated mm -hmm. in something they're not familiar with. So that's the level of responsibility. But do I believe in it? Hell yes, I do. Um, you know, <laughs> and you know, I'm, 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 you know, and now, now that we talk about it all the time, I'm very sensitive to everything I see. Uh, so it's like, you know, I, I saw something the other day. There was a Whitney Houston collection NFT that sold out in like 42 seconds. 
<laughs> it is it is it is it is it is amazing the stuff that now that I pay attention to that I watch. Yeah. Um, but but I know it comes with a level you have to be interested in it first of all. But you have to educate yourself, or or you, you got to find a place to get it and consume it so you can be better at it. Because it, it is yeah. a little scary. It's a little scary because you really don't. If you don't understand it, it's going to be difficult for you to to embrace it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I got an idea. Okay, this is my oh, no. idea. All right, I like ideas. Oh no, whoever. Whoever needs to be educated, keep watching Hospitality 360 live. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we, could create, we could create an all an EV crypto class. I don't care. Yeah. Either way, how we do it, <laughs> we got to do it. <laughs> you get your weekly news, you get your laughs. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alvin, on that point, I think that's uh, a great. Uh, it's priced into the crypto trading floor that we're developing in the EV hotels. But if you remember when eBay had stores out in the market, mid 2000s, 2012, I don't know when they stopped, but it was so people that w- were intimidated by well, how does eBay work? They would take their crap and they would go to an, EV, an eBay store yeah. and they would have somebody listed for them. I do think the same thing is desperately needed in this uh, space where people that what is a Coinbase account? What What is an eToro account? How do I sign up? And if you had somebody yeah. there walking you through that process, yes. like one of our experienced uh, staff on the floor helping people and, and getting them past that hurdle of where do I even start? And then once mm-hmm. they start and they have it in their in the palm of their hand, then they could start to play around with it. But I, I do love the idea of a hands-on somebody helping people because we need it. You know, I don't care what your age group, if you don't understand something, you need help from somebody. Right. I know a brand that does that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. It's uh. So that's that's our experience employee that will take them right to the crypto ballroom, right? So, I I think it's great. You know, I really have been giving it a thought as to even on Hospitality Three Hundred and Sixty to create a segment that would involve crypto. So everybody listening in, stay tuned, stay tuned. It will come. Uh, we'll create a segment and we'll, we'll create some sort of educational forum. I think the industry does need to know that and overall the community needs to know that. So, I mean, Brian, great point on that. Uh, Katie? Um, when I first read the article, I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not doing that? That's so exciting. But to Brian's point, when he was saying he, when the guy said it was so easy to use, it's because he's super familiar with it. Um, So I think that it will definitely be a while. Um, And then to Calvin's point as well, um, I think people just need to be educated and they're very lucky to have a brand and a hotel network out there that's willing to do that. Um, You guys. So uh, yeah, EV for life. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Brandy? Well, when I was reading the article, I thought about Catherine all those years ago, introducing the business centers to hospitality. And imagine this woman pushing this big computer up and down the streets of New York, stops at the Westin and says, I want to put this in your hotel. And they're like, why? And then she sees a, a person carrying a briefcase. And it's like, it's, it's a business center. It's for your travelers. So right then and there, she not only became a hospitality steward, but she also became a steward of technology. So putting that point out there again with Calvin and Brian talking about education. I mean, I'll I'll be happy to come to crypto college. 
There and learn go. the ins and outs. That's right. Because I, I think that people need to know about the safety of it because it is so new for people. But if they can find out about the ease of use and be able to apply it to practical everyday items, then that's more of a point in EV's favor. So let the education begin. Yes. Absolutely. Well said. well said. I think um, you just probably created the new segment. <laughs> crypto college. I love it. I yeah. Do. I was thinking, I was thinking crypto university. See you. <laughs> but that's the next level. That's the, you know, <laughs> there's levels to this thing, as they say. <laughs> there's levels. There's levels. You know, it's, it's uh, we got professor Brian here. So <laughs> Only, only uh, through experience and making many mistakes. Yes, I am, Professor. Oh, Brian. trust me, I, I'm with you, Brian, on that. I'm with you. I'm feeling the pain on Shib right now too. I'm feeling it. So, but well, it's the end of the show. Um, I want to thank everyone, even our board members that couldn't be here. Want everyone to have a happy Thanksgiving, safe travels. You know, be well, enjoy the family, enjoy the friends, enjoy that big, I sh I was going to say the word that I shouldn't say, but enjoy the big turkey. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's going to be amazing. I, I'm excited to, you know, get ready for Christmas after Thanksgiving. I think it's just going to be an amazing end of the year, amazing end of the year. So... Get ready for 2022. Um, hopefully, love to hear more of people's New Year's plans this year because of last year's New Year. So, you know, this is going to be probably an amazing 30-something days to the end of the year. So stay safe, stay, stay well, and enjoy the families. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you, SurferQuest. Thank you, uh, CCC, as well. Thank you. Thank and you. go crypto. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>